0: Welcome to the Ask Girl podcast. My name is Elliot Reed. I'm the founder of the Revitalized Health and Fitness Clinic and as well as that blackhistory.school. Now, for today, we're going to be focusing on a little bit of black history or a big bit of black history. We're going to be talking about someone who I completely idolize, which is uh, the man Toussaint Louverture. Now, um, the reason why I wanted to post this podcast is I think that there is a hell of a lot of meaning for us to take from history. In fact, I would say that meaning is what makes history so interesting. Otherwise, it's just a series of events. It is the extraction of meaning from this history that gives us the the true exciting parts. And let's just say that Toussaint Leverture is probably one of the most exciting individuals who has ever existed. So let's get on then. Three life-changing lessons from the life of Toussaint Leverture. Now Toussaint Louverture is, like I said, without a doubt, the most impressive man in recorded history. A man born into slavery in Saint Domingue, which is modern day history, modern day Haiti, who purchased his freedom by the age of thirty. He was a successful businessman by fifty years of age, at which point he fueled the Haitian Revolution or you might say he led it, we'll say he led it. The Haitian Revolution was a bloody 10-year guerrilla war. After 10 years, Toussaint Viture had led a majoritively black army, a significant proportion of which were women and mixed-race peoples and individuals who were first-generation uh, immigrants or first-generation slaves that were born in Africa, in other words, and he led these individuals to overthrow the French, the Spanish, the British, and Napoleon Bonaparte himself. A genius beyond measure and a visionary beyond belief, Toussaint Leverture eventually met his downfall as he was fatally tricked and transported to the Eastern to eastern France for imprisonment, where he died of pneumonia alone in the tower of Chateau de Jure. In his life and death, Toussaint Leverture has provided us with captivating lessons, how to live a virtuous life, take a stand, how to lead, defeat evil, stand against injustice, Toussaint is a diamond in our rich black history. My name is Elliot Reed. I teach black history through lectures and comic books. I present to you Toussaint L'Everture and his three life-changing lessons. This blog, this blog post and podcast is based on the following publica- publications. Now, these publications have, <clears throat> without a doubt, changed the way that I view my history and the way that I view world history as well. First is Black Spartacus, The Epic Life of Toussaint Louverture by Sudhir Hazarasing. The second is The Black Jacobins, which is a very well-known book by C.L.R. James. And the third is When We Ruled by Robin Walker, which is probably the best encyclopedia of African or black history that I've come across. Robin Walker also delivers a fantastic uh, free and paid course, which is face-to-face in uh, Croydon supplementary. Uh, Project Croydon Croydon Supplementary Educational Project in Croydon, in South London. I did it in six weeks. It's amazing. It will change your life. I very much recommend that you do the course. So let me introduce to you the Black Messiah. Putting greatness on a world stage is the best opposition to oppression, in my opinion, going head to head with ignorance, evil and the status quo. The ancient Egyptians told the story of the god of sight, Horus, Fighting his evil uncle set and triumphing over him. Horace's virtue was that he could stare evil in the face and strike it down. Toussaint L'Overture, in this regard, is very Horace like. He did not shy away from evil, he went to it head to head. Now I must admit I am uncertain of today's tactics of kicking and screaming until someone gives in perhaps those fighting for change could learn something from our history and what I'm alluding to here is I am noticing more and more that people are fighting as an expression of itself without actually going towards a desired outcome for example when people are marching or 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 protesting us the the the, the Demands are very unclear. And to me, it's almost as though <clears throat> they're viewing the act itself as an outcome when really it should be a means to a further outcome. Specifically, the lesson in today's post is that the best revenge is to be unlike those who offend you. To Toussaint Leverture lived by this virtue. Do not permit the same evil. Do not create the same evil that is done against you. He is the hero we need to know, especially in black history. So many of our heroes have been disregarded and some have even been replaced. William Wilberforce and Abraham Lincoln, for example, have in many people's minds replaced an entire black revolutionary force throughout the Caribbean the Americas and West Africa. Just like Winston Churchill is a modern deified Britain, Toussaint de Viteux is owed deification. He deserves to be absorbed into our collective understanding of black history so that we can internalize his lessons and his virtues. So without further ado, the three life-changing lessons from Toussaint Leverture. First lesson, keep your band of brothers tight. After Cecil Fatiman and the enslaved Islamic scholar, Dutty Bookman prophesized the coming of the black Messiah at a voodoo ceremony called the Bois Cayman. A disorderly rebellion cascaded throughout Haiti and the Caribbean. Many enslaved Africans were killed, as were French slavers, and little ground was made. Toussaint Leverture watched at a distance and noticed the disunity uh, and the chaos amongst African revolutionaries. We know throughout history that disunity does not bode in one's favour. Disunity arguably led to the fall of West Africa to colonialism in the first place. And what I mean by this is when we look at West Africa after the fall of Mansa Musa, after the death of Mansa Musa, uh, many of his predecessors, his sons and his nephews scrambled over the empire which he had created that unfortunately led to an opportunity where Queen Elizabeth I allied with the Sultan of uh, Morocco and invaded West Africa as raiding a lot of it and raising it to the ground after that that was then the foundation for the west african or the transatlantic slave trade to take place if the empire had stayed unified it's very very unlikely that would have been able to take place let me continue however there were some key west african tribes who unified throughout early colonialism and prospered when their neighboring tribes fell into slave wars and were plunged into chaos throughout black history One of the most resistant tribes to slavery were the Yoruba of modern-day Nigeria. The Yoruba believed that they were the original people of the earth and therefore are all related in brotherhood, centered around the Obas, i.e. the kings. Now, I would 100% advise you to read Stephen Adebenji's Akintoye's book, A History of the Yoruba People, for more insight. It's a fantastically detailed book. Yeah, I don't know how long it must have taken for him to research all of the information that he did research to put into that book but it's, it's a fantastic read especially many of us in West Africa and sorry many of us in the Caribbean and uh, America who have uh, African descent specifically West African descent and many of us would have uh, have inherited Yoruba heritage DNA culture because the Yoruba view each other as distant relatives, they did not sell. They didn't sell each other into slavery. It must be noted that slavery in West Africa did not display anywhere near the brutality of the transatlantic slave trade. We have the biography of Equino, Equiano Alardo to thank for that insight, amongst many others. What I'm saying here is that when it comes to slavery in West Africa at, at this time and today, um, today, obviously, not so much so, but Historically, it was more like a class reset, i.e. if one tribe conquers your tribe, your status is then reset, but you can still marry, buy, trade, work your way out of slavery. It was not racially biased, it was not biased towards your tribe, it was a class reset. However, slavery did grow to become a significant contributor to the West African's economy outside of Yoruba Land and the Oyo Empire. Leverture descended from African chiefs and may have actually inherited some traditional values of brotherhood. Amongst the chaos of early revolution, Toussaint Leverture put together a band of brothers. This was when everyone, basically when everyone else was very chaotic, very much um, in a free for all for the freedom of the Africans on Haiti, Toussaint Leverture strategized, and he decided to create a band of brothers. This consisted of his closest and most conscientious friends. They included Jean-Francois biasso Jonon, B- uh, Bayon de Libra, and Dutty Bookman, the Islamic scholar from Gambia. As Toussaint Leverture gained momentum as a general in the Haitian revolution, these close companions became his generals who exuded extreme loyalty to the cause, which was for the freedom of Africans on the island of Haiti. The organisation centred around brotherhood filtered throughout the revolutionary army. Stories of men fighting valiantly under volleys of gunfire and cannon until overwhelming the enemy by cunning and might were rife. Now this quote is taken from from Sadir Hazari Singh's book, The Black Spartacus. It's on page 84 of the Kindle edition. In 1798, when Toussaint Stormed the British position of Fort Churchill with his elite troops. His men realized that their ladders were too short, and so they stood on one another's shoulders for half an hour, taking heavy casualties, but eventually succeeding in creating a breach in the enemy position. Two things are needed here extreme, extreme dedication to the cause, and extreme loyalty not just to the cause, but to your fellow brother this filtered from the top down an absolutely amazing force amazing feat unity and brotherhood where many others were divided and conquered to sort literature's brotherhood stood fast lesson number one choose your companions carefully and defend them to the end unity above all else second lesson take meaning in suffrage many today are looking for a utopia and i get that this utopia might be one of equality happiness peace etc However, I think Slavoj Žižek summarises this issue perfectly. He explains, and I've linked a YouTube video in the blog post, but he explains that a lot of the time the greatest exhilaration comes not from happiness but actually fighting for a worthwhile cause. Many of us feel the most excitement and the most exhilaration when we are suffering, whether that's building a business, running a race, etc. Why? Because we find meaning in our suffrage. Toussaint Leverture loved his people and found meaning for his suffrage in their liberation. This is another quote, page 875 from the Black Spartacus. Toussaint was seriously wounded in battle 17 times. The most visible and permanent trace of these injuries was the loss of most of his front teeth. And I think this was either in direct combat or it might have been when shrapnel hit him in the face and he would speak with a nasal lisp as a result. Despite this, he was a fantastic orator. Toussaint Louverture also had his hand crushed under a cannon, rode over 100 miles a day ahead of his army to scout for danger, slept less than five hours a day and often scavenged fruit along the way. He was spoken of, has, of, of as having a relentless fire within him, a burning passion to bring the world he envisioned into fruition, a nation of free Africans with thriving international trade, a democratic political system and well-disciplined, highly trained army. Meaning is a funny thing. When our work has an undeniable and universal meaning, we can become so engrossed in our work that we barely become distracted from it. However, when we do, we often find that others have been completely captivated by its meaning, just as we have. We create a loyal following. For example, Word of Toussaint Literature spread far and wide. Ships were crossing the Atlantic and the Caribbean Sea at a phenomenal rate. The infographic below um, will demonstrate, and I'm alluding here to a, a, a visual um a, a, a infographic. A, a I suppose it's like a moving diagram of the ships that were. <clears throat> taken to and from the from africa to um, the americas every year and you'll see the ships passing in the infographic on the blog post clr james and robin walker both documented how the word of the haitian revolution inspired enslaved africans to jump overboard into the caribbean sea to swim to neighboring islands and tell the captives there of the news that a black messiah was coming to save them and there was some truth in this so dear Hazari Singh tells us in his book, Black Spartacus, of how Toussaint planned to liberate Jamaica after he successfully liberated what is now known as the Dominican Republic. And he went on to say that he wanted to liberate not just the Africans in Jamaica, but also those in West Africa and America. The story of Toussaint inspired later revolutionaries such as Nat Turner, Frederick Douglass and Sam Sharp, all knew, heard and were fans. They reveled in the idea of of Toussaint L'Ouverture. Sam Sharp led 60,000 enslaved Africans against the British less than 26 years after the Haitian Revolution, that was in 1831. Slavery was abolished in Jamaica the following year. One thing that was pointed out to me when I did the course with Robin Walker is we see these uprisings very, very regularly throughout the history of the Caribbean. And until the, the Haitian Revolution, There was no sight, absolutely no sight of the slave trade slowing down. But after uh, the Haitian Revolution, which started in 1791, ended in I think 1805. I think around that time, the the abolit the abolition of slavery accelerated to a phenomenal speed. They the islands started to drop like dominoes, and the reason why is because the thought of the, for, for parliament, for the parliament in Britain, the thought of English in Jamaica being slaughtered by a revolution, by a revolution and an African uprising was so abhorrent that they had they had to emancipate the slaves and then went on to the scramble for Africa, which is where they basically scrambled up Africa and divided it between themselves. Anyway, that's when you see the shift from slavery to colonialism, and that includes obviously the British Raj in that. Toussaint was a man of action and his action had very specific goals and demands. He suffered endlessly throughout the revolution but its meaning gave him strength and he never lost sight of his demands. Lesson number two, find meaning in your suffrage. Who knows who you might inspire? Third lesson, the best revenge is to be unlike those who offended you. This quote is originally taken from the Stoic philosopher, Marcus Aurelius. In his meditations, Aurelius wrote, the best revenge is to be unlike him who performed the injury. There is something very Christian-like in this. As Jesus said, turn the other cheek. However, Toussaint Louverture takes this statement to an entirely new level. Toussaint Louverture was a staunch Catholic, by the way. First, we need to lay the context of the times. Phrases such as put a little powder in the arse of a nigger were commonplace in Haiti and the world surrounding slavery. From uh, CLR James, the Black Jacobin, page 13 of the Kindle Edition. The blowing up of a slave had its own name to burn a little powder in the arse of a nigger. Obviously, this was no freak, but a recognised practice. This is where, as a punishment for a slave who was misbehaving, they would put a small amount of gunpowder in his anus and set him alight. And this, the level of this cruelty was not rare. This was commonplace. I'm just reading the book at the moment called The Island on Fire. And it basically tells a story of how a man from Leicestershire left his farm, which was not doing too well. And he joined the, let's call it the black gold rush, to go to Jamaica to um, run plantations where he can get rich from um, earning money off of the sugar. He came up with a... Punishment which was essentially named after himself and the slave who he punished and that involved Getting one slave to defecate in another slave's mouth and then sewing that slave's mouth shut for hours That's the level of cruelty that was taking place on these islands The cruelty that these men and women experienced was so abhorrent that despite reading of their experiences multiple multiple times I honestly I consistently fail to remember the punishments as though my brain cannot bare to store them the images they summon are unbearable to me and even you know writing this blog post I was tearing up sometimes got to read back on my old notes to go back into the punishments that my ancestors I know would have endured because my ancestors have their names on the mon- on the monument in Montego Bay at Sam Sharp Square uh they chiseled next to their names is their punishment of 500 lashings hanging life of um life of transportation it's awful lashings with the cat and nine tail whips were commonplace rape of men women children punishment or to increase stock were encouraged and that i mean by rape of men women and children as punishment or to in- increase stock were encouraged especially after the slave trade was abolished but you were still able to own slaves they therefore couldn't import them from africa they had to breed them Africans were lynched, barbecued alive, and hung for days to send messages to any potential unruly fellows. What kind of man could forget this brutality? There is an unbelievable collection of witness statements taken from white French plantation owners at the time of the revolution under Toussaint Louverture. Sudhir Hazarising writes of how... Toussaint's soldiers would often find white plantation owners escaping war zones on their way to the coast for extraction to France. Toussaint's soldiers would escort them to the nearest general, to which Toussaint would ask the plantation owners if they had been harmed or robbed. Toussaint and his men's honour were so great that they ensured the safe extraction of non-military personnel from the war zones. Essentially, these individuals who owned slaves but were evacuating the island because it was too dangerous for them, they were left unharmed. They were so, and when I mean this, the revolutionaries, the revolutionaries were so determined to be unlike the evil which held them captive for hundreds of years that they exuded virtue. In doing so, they won the admiration of those outside their race, religion and nationality. The revolutionary army was multi ethnic, it wasn't just black Africans and mixed race individuals. Some white Europeans also joined the revolution. They exacted their revenge by being completely unlike those who performed the injury and in doing so will be remembered forever as the most powerful force, both militarily and ethically. Their souls were as triumphant as their swords and their guns. The final lesson, lesson number three. The best revenge is to be unlike those who performed the injury. To conclude, I hope this isn't the first time that you've heard of the black messiah Toussaint L'Overture. If it is, I implore you to learn about him and his black Jacobins. As many of our heroes do, Toussaint L'Overture represents so many virtuous traits. These are only three which come to mind. I have narrowed Toussaint's most impressive traits down to 10 of which I chose three and I'll cover the rest another another blog post another video Toussaint Leverture also represents the complete opposite archetype to the passive imbecilic depiction of the enslaved African that we are so often presented with and he wasn't alone in fact I would say that Toussaint Leverture is in every one of our souls burning away with that fierce intelligence and that energy that enabled him to captivate a nation of enslaved Africans Who knows what we can achieve if we harness that same energy. Thank you so much for reading my blog post or listening to my podcast. Remember to subscribe to my newsletter channel, social media feed, and please let me know what you think. Go to www.blackhistory.school for more information. And remember, just like Tasson, remember to be great. Thank you.